What's going on, guys? So in today's episode, I'm going to go through five wide receivers that have a fourth round or later ADP that I believe will be low-end wide receiver ones mostly here, or at the worst, not at the worst, but low-end wide receiver ones to high-end wide receiver twos. So first on this list here is going to be DJ Moore. And I know you're probably thinking, well, he's a guy going in the third round. And he is late third, but he's also going in the early fourth in probably too many leagues than he should. So, um, yeah, his ADP is wide receiver 12, late three, early four. So he's technically going in the fourth round somewhat and really pretty much half and half, I, I would imagine. So he's going to fill that Jamar Chase, Michael Thomas role in the um, Joe Brady offense, which last year in, at LSU, Jamar Chase had 20 touchdowns. The touchdown area was DJ Moore's weakness. And DJ Moore, despite how some people may view him as sort of that yak guy, he's a very, very strong receiver. And he's just about six foot tall, over 200 pounds. So he's more of a traditional outside guy than you you might think. He's not a little slot guy. He's very strong, powerful, has ball skills, can go up and get the uh, can can win the contested catch. Uh, battle there against legitimate boundary corners in the NFL. And last year he had 87 catches for 1,175 yards and just four touchdowns. So I think he was like wide receiver 16 last year. And with the kind of just development that let me, let me be clear on how I think about DJ Moore. I don't view him as a guy that's, that's a fringe wide receiver one. I view him as a guy that's almost a bona fide wide receiver one in terms of just overall production and uh like where he if he doesn't rank in the top 10 or 12 I still view him as a low-end wide receiver one but I think he's also a guy that has top five a top five ceiling so just I want to get my thoughts my view of DJ Moore totally out there now could he finish top five yeah I'd really believe he could it would be conceivable to imagine that a guy with this kind of production after his first two years Again, like I said, he had 87 catches for almost 1,200 yards last year in his second season. It's conceivable to believe that natural development into his third year will bring about somewhere near 100 catches, you know, or, or at least over 90 with positive touchdown regression. So definitely, I think most of you guys will agree with me, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on DJ Moore here. But um, yeah, he's a guy that I think you can get him in the fourth round if you're lucky, early fourth round. and He's going to be a wide receiver one, so that's a that's a steal. Keenan Allen is my wide receiver or my second guy on this list. Right now, Keenan Allen is being drafted as wide receiver twenty one in the round fifth or sixth rounds. So that to me is just so disrespectful. It's like the Madden ratings came out and and snubbed him. They gave him like an eighty four rating or something, and then this guy in the last three seasons has finished as, in 2017, he was the wide receiver three. And this is half PPR points per game. 2018, he was wide receiver 12. And just last season, he was wide receiver 15. And that was with Phillip Rivers that was not protected whatsoever. And also a Phillip Rivers that couldn't throw the ball seemingly 25 yards down the field. So I felt bad for Keenan Allen at times last year. He was he was rough because he was – I mean, he was angry. He was open. 
and Phillips couldn't get him the ball, whether it be to pass protection or to that Phillips couldn't get the ball down the field in an efficient manner. But this Chargers offensive line has improved. And look, I'm saying this, but Keenan Allen was still wide receiver 15 last year. And he still had 104 catches for 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. Okay, he had 1,199 yards receiving. But point being, the guy had over 100 catches and six touchdowns last year. If you, if you just tell me that, like I was just saying about DJ Moore, I'm not sure where he'll, where he'll quote-unquote rank in terms of just like, was he a top 10 receiver fantasy-wise? Well, no, he was, and he was wide receiver 15. But like I said, the guy had wide receiver one production with over 100 catches, about 1,200 yards, and six touchdowns. That's insane for him to be being drafted as wide receiver 21 this year. And I know real quick, I know a lot of you are thinking, well, Phillip Rivers is gone and Justin Herbert is the is a rookie in a COVID year and all that. Yeah, that's true. And if Justin Herbert plays this year, if he starts all 16 games, I think that it's about, honestly, maybe the best case scenario to have an elite slot receiver as your guy and he's not a little guy either he's got a catch radius and some ball skills and he's got he plays with physicality so this guy Keenan Allen is going to be open and a a young quarterback is more likely to pass to want to pass towards the slot receivers direction anyways especially when you have an elite slot receiver like Keenan Allen I mean it's hard to double the slot more often in in certain situations and there's ways to isolate the slot receiver so Justin Herbert, in my opinion, will, if anything, he will target Keenan Allen too much, not too little. And if you target Keenan Allen a lot and you have even just a decent arm, which we know Herbert does, I mean, to me, I think Keenan Allen's floor is 80 80 to 85 catches. I think that's that's his at minimum. And I think that this year with a quarterback like Herbert, in all likelihood, could be Tyrod Taylor. And even if it's Tyrod, I'm fine with it. But with a quarterback like Herbert, who has extreme velocity on the football and will be probably playing a little bit outside the pocket with some bootlegs and play action. They should be more of a run first team. I think that helps Keenan Allen as well. I think we will see a lot of Keenan Allen this year. I think he'll be very efficient, maybe slightly less efficient than he has been in years past, but I think the yards per catch will actually go up with Justin Herbert in the lineup. So Keenan Allen's just 28 years old, guys. He's not an old guy, or he'll be 28 this season. So he's a guy still in his prime. Over the last three seasons, he had 102 catches for about 1,400 yards and six touchdowns in 2017, 97 catches for almost 1,200 yards and six touchdowns in 2018, and then 104 catches for almost 1,200 yards and six touchdowns in 2019. So he is a Young receiver still very much in his prime, and he plays the ideal position to uh, help out a young quarterback. So Keenan Allen, in my opinion, top 10 to top 12 receiver is a very strong likelihood. And he's a guy, again, you can get in the fifth or sixth round. So I think that's just tremendous value. All right, number three on my list is Terry McLaurin. Now, McLaurin is being drafted as wide receiver 24 in the fifth or sixth round, so he's just a couple picks later than Keenan Allen. Um, The best thing McLaurin has going for him is that he is the guy in Washington. Definitely, most definitely, he's the guy. 
He can play inside or outside. Um, he's Ron Rivera throughout. If you look at just look at his history and Scott Turner slash North the the North since Rivera was the head coach in Carolina, he brought a variation of North Turner's offense. So it's always been sort of the Turner offense. So I'm just going to use Scott Turner here and just say Turner because Rivera and Turner, quote unquote have always liked to feed their number one receiver, whether that be Steve Smith early on, Kelvin Benjamin after that, DJ Moore most recently. They've always wanted to get the ball to their true number one. Even the previous, the season before DJ Moore got there, Devin Funches was the guy, or even, what was it, the first half of the season that DJ Moore was there, rookie year. I think it was 2018. Devin Funches was the guy, and he was like, being fed. You know, Devin Funches was being pretty much force fed for at least six or seven games of that season. And then they they pretty much decided to give DJ Moore those reps and then they started to feed DJ Moore. So point remains. Ron wants to feed his number one receiver. Terry McLaurin is without a doubt the number one receiver on this team. So this guy, this guy averaged almost 16 yards a catch and had just about almost a thousand yards as a rookie. He has he ran a four three five forty at the combine and did eighteen reps on the bench. Think about that. He's not a little speedy guy. He's a stout speedy guy <laughs> that can run routes and and he has ball skills. It's ironic. I I compared him to Emmanuel Sanders when he was coming out of Ohio State. I had a second round grade on McLaurin. I think he I think he fell all the way to like the fourth or fifth round, which is crazy to me. I mean, what I don't understand what the knock on him. Well, the actually the knock on him was production and Paris Campbell was the volume guy and Terry McLaurin was the the deep threat guy at Ohio State. But so I guess that really worked against him, which is pretty silly looking back at it. Um, this guy, this guy could be a superstar, just plain and simple. He could be a superstar and I don't care who plays quarterback. If it's Dwayne Haskins, if it's Alex Smith, hell, even if it's Kyle Allen. I think McLaurin is a lock to finish top 15 to 17, but I think that it's very, very possible that he's a low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. Devontae Parker's next on my list here. He's uh, being drafted as ADP wide receiver 27 in the sixth or seventh round, which is just insane to me because this dude was a first-round pick a few years ago. He's 6'3", almost 220 pounds with 4'4 speed. Ran 4'4'5 at the combine. From the Over the last half of last season, he was the wide receiver 2 in points per game and half PPR scoring. He was averaging 16 points per game. So he was the wide receiver 2 over the, over the final 8 games of last season. So, I mean, I don't see how... Devontae Parker is going to finish much worse than a mid-range wide receiver two, but I most definitely think he could easily finish as a true wide receiver one, meaning top 12, top 10. I mean, he averaged almost almost 17 yards per catch on the season. Game flow should, should be an advantage for Parker. I mean, the Dolphins, like I said, they're a much improved team. I touched on this yesterday. They are a much improved team from where they were, uh, you know, going this time last season, tank for Tua and all that. But um, I don't think it's fair to assume that they're going to be a 10 or 12 win team. And if you're not a 10 win team or a nine win team, you're more of a, I'd say, six to eight win team. 
And then next year we can talk playoffs, guys. Dolphins fans, don't kill me. But if you're if you're that, you know, you're a team that's that's right there in that five to eight win range, game flow will be on their side of the receivers in the, on those teams because they're gonna need to pass a little bit more at least. So even if he catches an extra two catches for 30 yards uh in the fourth quarter of games where he might not have done that on a winning team, that's big. You know, that adds up. So that's just another reason to like Devontae Parker. And I don't mind if Preston Williams comes back because I think that will only help Parker. I think it will only help him. I think that their main, they're really their only two receiving options that in at least in fantasy, in terms of just relevant receivers in fantasy, are Parker and potentially Preston Williams. Maybe Jakeem Grant a little bit, but point being Parker and Preston Williams will be the volume guys, especially Parker with what he showed last year and the fact that they're paying him four years, $40 million deal, which is not some like insane money at the receiver position. But what it is, is we expect you to start and produce and we're going to, we're going to get you involved because the new regime gave him that money. That was not, that was not left over from the old regime. That was, that's what Flores wanted. So he has that shows us his intent, which is a I always say is a key word. He intends to use Devontae Parker. He showed that over the last half of last season. Parker was a wide receiver too. I mean, Devontae Parker in the sixth or seventh round is money, and I think he could easily finish as a wide receiver one in 2020. Okay, last guy on my list for this one is uh, and this guy, I am super confident in this guy, just so you know. Like it's wild to me. I love the way our perception changes and then narratives, very strong narratives get formed behind that. Brandon Cooks is my, is this guy and Cooks is right now being drafted as wide receiver 36. He's available in like the eighth, ninth round of drafts. Number one, and this is very important to me. I like to know that a guy has done it before. Has Brandon Cooks been wide receiver one before? Absolutely. He's Brandon Cooks from 2015 to 2018 had four consecutive 1,000 plus yard seasons on three different teams, and he had 29 touchdowns in that span. I bet you just by the perception of where he's being drafted and just, I mean, this late, because yeah, he did have a bad season, statistically speaking, last year, but clearly that was financially motivated. And it was also as a result of his concussions as well. But last year, Cooks was being phased out. They were, they wanted to start using, they knew that their future was, we don't have the cap space to keep Brandon Cooks next year. Let's see if we can, we don't want him to get hurt because then he has no trade value. Let's, let's keep him on ice. He's just 27 years old, guys. This dude is 27 years old. He's building one of the best resumes in football at the receiver position, and he's only 27. Four consecutive 1,000-plus yard seasons on three different teams and three different schemes. That's what this guy did. He's got blazing speed, like 4-3 speed. He's an incredible route runner. He can create a ton of yards after the catch. He's a picture-perfect schematic fit in this Bill O'Brien offense. And... There's 150 vacated targets. DeAndre Hopkins left, and, and he took 150 targets with him. That needs to be replaced, and it will. And Brandon Cooks is a guy that is going to get at least 120 of those, and I think he's going to be a high-volume, 
like if he's used in the same exact role that they used DeAndre Hopkins last year, which was for some odd reason, they wanted to get him going a lot in the short game. And DeAndre Hopkins to me is, is very much better suited for deep to intermediate usage, where as a lower, maybe even a lower volume guy, but a, a much higher degree of difficulty, let him go up and get it and win the 50, 50 balls, things like that. For some reason, they wanted to use Hopkins in the, in a role that would be better suited for cooks. And now it makes sense because now you've got Cooks in that role and Cooks will be very comfortable in that role. Quick game, get, get him involved in some screen passes, some some fake the screen, go deep, some some short to intermediate plays as well. And of course, deep balls with, with a guy like Cooks with that speed. Um, I think that this is a picture perfect fit in so many ways. I think Cooks is going to be rejuvenated to be back on on the field playing a full-time role again because he didn't play much last year especially over the second half of the season and like I said guys he's 27 years old he's by far their he is their bona fide true number one receiver no disrespect to Will Fuller I've already told you guys in the past don't draft Will Fuller he's not that he's not talented it's just that he's he's not uh, just trust me draft Brandon Cooks draft Brandon Cooks Brandon Cooks is a guy that is going to lead them in receptions. He's going to lead them in receiving yards. He has a very good quarterback, a much improved offensive line there to give him more time to work downfield when he does. I mean, this dude, in my opinion, is going to have at least 80 catches for well over 1,000 yards. He's going to be back to the old Brandon Cooks. He's going to be just who he was in the la- in that over that four-year stretch. I can't believe he's going so late especially considering he was like a fourth or fifth round pick last year, maybe even earlier than that. So in my opinion, in my, in my strong opinion, Brandon Cooks is potentially the best value of this entire draft for 2020 in redraft. I mean, he's it, just the fact, I mean, hell, in Dynasty, he's, he's not bad trade value if you want to trade for him. Because seemingly everyone has forgotten everything he's done at this point in his career because of one season where his usage was cut down the stretch of last season. It wasn't like he was out there playing and he couldn't get open. And um, yes, I'm aware of the concussion stuff, but we're not going to call a guy injury prone. They were spread out three different times in his career. And I'm not like he's taken a lot of volume and he's been mainly a very reliable player in terms of just suiting up on Sunday. So to me, Brandon Cooks could easily finish as a top 12 or so, top 15-ish wide receiver. And, I mean, I think he's almost, barring injury, he's a lock for 80 catches for over 1,000 yards and like seven touchdowns. He's a lock for it. So, anyways, guys, that's what I got for today. Thank you for listening. Please give these podcasts a share. That'd be awesome. And uh, I'll catch you tomorrow. All right, peace.